On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, there is chaos overseas as Connor Ben fails a drug test for a drug used to mask PEDs. PEDs are a big time topic uh, for our host, uh, Chris Algeria. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about Fed, uh, Sebastian Fondora. He's in action uh, this weekend over on Showtime. We have our top five list. But heavy on uh, Connor Ben and Chris Eubank uh, because this is a mess and we're going to sound off, especially Chris. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Inside Boxing Live, presented by John Boy Media. I am just one third of the program, joined as always every single week by former WBO World Champion uh, Chris Algieri. Ronnie Jerez, super uh, producer, is here as well. And Chris, um, we were intending this show to be about, you know, talking about a big time fight over in the UK, an exciting fight between. The sons of legends catch weights, and uh, you know we built out a whole thing on who has the edge in power, who has the edge in this, who has the edge in that, and then we find out that Connor Ben tested positive for a drug that is used to mask steroids, a drug that does increase testosterone. We're gonna get to all that. First of all, Chris. Outside of that, <laughs> I know it's a personal uh, thing with you. How are you? How's everything down in Florida? Uh, the, I know the hurricane hit. How's everything? Everything's everything's fine where I'm at. You know, the hurricane swooped right around us. As you can see, I'm wearing a sweater because actually the the heat finally broke. The summer was brutal, like super, super hot for later into the into the month of September than usual. But now it's actually enjoyable and nice. Ronnie, how are you? We're just starting to get some of that hurricane rain up here in the northeast. So thank you, Florida. But I'm we, ready to dive into this epic show. Yeah, we like to uh, share the love. We like to share the love down here. We send it across. Thank you. I spent the entire day at a pumpkin farm in Chester, New Jersey, with the entire John Boy Media crew. All sorts of activities. T uh, Chris, a ten-acre corn maze. Wow, crazy! I was scared. I don't like being claustrophobic. I don't take the subway. Like I hate being like closed in. And we had a go like a GoPro on us. We were uh, paired off. It was me and Jack Doyle from We Got Ice. Everyone, we had to see if we can get through there the fastest. So you're gonna have to go to GM Entertainment to watch that. Uh, we had tricycle races, we had uh, apple picking, we had uh, all sorts of fall activities. So I'm a little cold, I'm a little wet, uh, a little damp, a little tired. Um, but we must talk. But first, we have to talk about something our friends, our new friends, the Ridge Wallet. How do you like this? How do you like this? I got it right in front of me. It's boom. It's right there. Look at this thing. This thing is sick. Looks like a, a money clip, but way cooler. Um, they are our new friends here at Inside Boxing Live. The Ridge Wallet holds up to 12 cards and room for cash. I have cash. I have cards. I'm very rich now because I won my parlay last week. I'm just, just rolling in the dough. Uh, 30 colors. That is a lot of colors. Carbon fiber burnt titanium i believe this one's the carbon fiber one look at that Ooh, uh it fifty thousand five-star reviews that's how you know that uh the people love this item it's actually pretty sick like you can just pop your card right out kind of holds it in uh, hold just, it up hold it up yeah it holds it in just like a a um money clip but it's just like, like I said, way cooler. You get access to all your cards. Bop, don't look at my card number there. Um, durable material means each wallet comes with a lifetime warranty. The Ridge team is so confident you'll like it. They'll let you test drive it for 45 days. You can send it back for a full refund if you don't like it. All you got to do is uh, check out the link in the description on YouTube and then use code JOMBOY for 10% off. Uh, these things are sick. Holiday season's coming up. Just... You know, in regular life, I have a pretty sad wallet. My girlfriend said, your wallet is pathetic. So you take it out at dinner, and she's like, what is that thing? It's, it's sad. You take this thing out, and you pop out that Amex, you're looking like Chris Algieri's bankroll. You're looking like you got some extra zeros in there. So the Ridge Wallet is the way to go. Use code JOMBOY uh, for 10% for off. So uh, shout out to uh, the Ridge Wallet. All right. Connor Ben. Um, yeah. 
what the hell is going on in boxing, Chris? This is something we wanted to talk about for a long time. Um, PEDs and boxing. We kind of teased it on the live stream. We teased it on a past episode. Uh, people on Twitter are like, what's Chris's thoughts? Because you did fight him last year's um, last fight. Floor is yours, man. Uh, what was your initial feeling when you, or feelings when you when you saw this and how are you, uh, you know, dealing with uh, dirty fighters? Initial thought. Not surprised. Not surprised one bit. I had I had heard around the time when I was fighting him that he was not a clean fighter. And I like to give fighters the benefit of the doubt. Now, this is about competition. I never want to take away from from anyone who steps in that squared circle. It's the most dangerous thing you could ever do. I respect every fighter who steps in the ring. I do not respect cheaters. And for me to hear this, uh, this hurt, this, this hits hard, hits hard, hits home. And again, not surprised, not surprised. I, I've, you know, th there, there are certain tells there are certain things that, that have, that have been there. I fought many, many times. I fought the world-class guys, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, hearing this wasn't, anything that that shocked me it shocked me because he got caught it's not didn't shock me because um you know it, it's 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 reality yeah no uh chris van heerden who also fought um connor ben in 2022 uh speaking out too he's wondering uh if he was clean um you heard rumblings so when you hear rumblings as an opponent um what are you thinking are you thinking, oh, uh, I, I still want to continue with this because I still think I can win. I, I still want to make that uh, payday because that's important for, for boxers. You only get paid when you step in, in inside that ring. But when you heard rumblings that he was maybe not clean, did you have any apprehension of stepping in the ring? Absolutely zero. No, I'm going to do I'm going to do more pushups on the smaller rounds. I'm going to I'm going to I've beaten unclean fighters before. I've beaten guys who are cheating before. Um, I was willing to do, I've always been willing to do it again. It didn't, it, it, it didn't matter to me at the time, obviously, cause I'm in the mindset that I'm going to fight soon and I've been preparing to fight that man. So it is what it is, but you know, in, in hindsight, that's not always the smartest thing, especially when you're getting ready to go for, into a fight you've, your mind's a little, uh, a little preoccupied, but you know, it, 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 uh, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's a sad part of this sport it's very unfortunate like you said we've teased it and talked about it before I, I wanted to talk about it a lot more because i think it's 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 very prevalent in the sport much more than people give any kind of you know weight to but um it happens and it's going it's happening um, yeah. and th this is a big fight and and for this to get canceled or potentially canceled you know this close um that's it's, it's, this is serious yeah, we don't know yet. Uh, as we record this, the fight is still on. Um, they are finding out ways to go around it. The BBOC uh, has said this fight should not go on. We prohibit it. Uh, BBC, and this is a lot of confus confusing parts here. BBC, which is a network over in the B in the UK, is not airing a documentary tonight uh, on Wednesday night uh, about the fight. Eddie Hearn and the powers that be are trying to find another sanctioning body to go ahead with this fight or another... Uh, athletic commission i should say to go through with this fight it's been done before not a good look not a good look for uh yeah your guy got caught cheating and this isn't like you said chris this isn't baseball this isn't a game you play this is you know guys using their fists uh and you know punishment and, and you don't play boxing and if so you know a guy is dirty i mean there's no doubt about it when you test positive for the uh the drug that he did which we'll get into in a second the reason this is going on, the reason that this fight is still not called off and it's still in jeopardy or still uh, yeah, in jeopardy, not completely called off, is because of money, because of everything in boxing. Come on, let's be real. This fight sold out within minutes. Uh, there's all that, you know, talk with the, the, the dads, nostalgia. You know, I put out a tweet earlier this week. Uh, my non-British friends, uh, what do you think of this fight? Are you pumped across the board? Everyone was excited for this fight. Obviously, in the UK, people are going nuts for this fight. It was expected to do over a million pay-per-views. Huge gate. Probably have a rematch one way or the other. We're talking millions and millions of dollars lining the fighters' pockets, lining the promoters' pockets. That's why this fight is still going on. That's why the sport sometimes is looked on as a complete joke. Right? Listen, I was psyched about this fight. Very psyched about this fight. Based on the history, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge boxing buff. I'm, I'm an old head when it comes to the boxing game. Um, you know, the, their father's fights were, were epic. You know, I was very excited for this fight. Obviously I, I fought Connor. I was, I was actually picking the underdog Connor to win the fight. And, uh, and now my thoughts have changed quite a bit. And 
I don't blame Chris Eubank for wanting to fight. I would too. Let him go through all this, the hell that's going through his his mind to get ready for a fight. And I'm going to knock you the fuck out. I'm going to start you because that's, that's the mindset that you got to have. If you're coming in here trying to cheat me, um, you know, that's, that's how fighters think exactly the way I did, you know, leading up to leading up to the fight, but it's an unfortunate smear on the integrity of the sport. And that's what I think these guys don't even realize. It's not just hurting your legacy. It's not just hurting your name. Um, you're hurting our sport in a whole, on the whole. You know, should this fight happen? Probably not. You know, and and but it might. But we, you know, we, we'll we'll figure out in the next few days. Um, but either way, this is not a good look. You said um, you believe that it's very prevalent in, in boxing. I know a lot of people agree, and I, talking to some people in the in the industry, and you know, it's kind of like something you don't really discuss, and it's just kind of known. Uh, you see fighters fighting two times a year now. Easy way to cycle on and, and cycle off. How prevalent would you say, in terms of like a percentage wise, is our PEDs in boxing? You know, it's hard to say percentages don't really work when you're talking about the population of, of the sport of boxing. Cause when we, same thing about with, with paydays, Oh, what's the percentage of, you know, what's the money that fighters make? And yeah, you can't say that because the top 1% makes all the, all the money, you know, the guys who make the guys who make, uh, you know, 4 million plus is, is, is this much the whole, the 99.9% .9 of the, of the population doesn't make that. And we'll never make that. And we'll never even come close to seeing that. Um, you know, breaking a hundred thousand dollars in, in a, in a, a professional fight career in a fight is actually difficult to do. You know, and there's a, there's a small population of guys that do that. The guys that are in the millions, that's a whole nother group of population. The guys are in the five and plus whole different thing. How many of those guys are on peds? A very high percentage because there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of ways to, to clean the slate. There's a lot of ways to beat the test. It, it's an arms race between, between the drugs, the peds and the tests. And there's a lot more money in the drugs and the peds than there is in the tests. It's a good way to put it. You could, there's so many ways to beat the test. There's so many new drugs that are out of your system fast. Uh, can you, I don't know how to pronounce the Clomiphen, which is also known yeah. as uh, uh, Clo Clomid, I believe is the brand name. But um, so it, it's a, it's a CIRM, which is a selective estrogen receptor modulator. I know that's a mouthful, but essentially, um, so it can it can actually boost guys male testosterone. It's 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 a female infertility drug that you give in order to um, improve ovulation, but um and 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 your chance of getting pregnant. But for males, it can it can actually be a testosterone booster. But a lot of the times, a lot of times guys will use it as a post cycle drug. So you use an anabolic steroid for however long your cycle is supposed to be. And then when you remove it from your body, you're getting exogenous testosterone into your body. Your, your body's production of testosterone plummets. Your estrogen spikes. So this is a uh, synthetic estrogen to which helps modulate, which could make it more or less. It modulates the receptors of your estrogen receptors. So it'll drop the receptor um receptability basically of the estrogen that's in your body. So the estrogen doesn't spike like it normally wants to having a post testosterone uh, cycle. So a lot of guys will use it when they're coming down or off their, off their testosterone cycle in order to level out their, 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 their testosterone level, especially for something like this, where you need your level to be in normal range. It's a good idea to jump on something like this, drop it down. So when you get tested, your, your ranges are normal, but yeah, that, okay. someone, someone on their team scheduled the timing wrong and they got caught. Well, that's the thing. It's like people are hitting at me. Um, you know, some some people on Twitter are like, "Wait, it's not. It's not. It's just. How can this help? Like, how can this help your, um, you know, enhance your your performance? It's a women's fertility drug. But uh, yeah, it's to yeah, mask. Just listen to what I just said. Everything exactly. I just said, that's, how, it's, that's how it helps. <laughs> to mask. It don't. First of all, it does increase testosterone. It can. Um, yeah. It also <laughs> is used to mask coming off of. PEDs. So if he popped for this, do you also believe that he was doing, and that's a hard question because who knows, but so it's pretty safe to say that he was doing other stuff on top of this. Listen, nobody gets caught their first time. So, you know, has he been doing it in the past? Absolutely. Because in the beginning, when you have your team of guys who are doing all your drug testing and making sure everything, everything is okay, we got to dot all our, dot our I's across all our T's, make sure everything's right. You beat the test a few times and you're like, all right, we're good. Everybody gets lax. It's like anything else. And then you get caught. But in terms of what else he could be on, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So listen, um, I, I fought over in the UK. It wasn't like fighting over here when in in America. I mean, I, I I didn't see inspectors over my shoulder like they are in New York. 
When I fight New York City, I got guys over my back who want to make sure when I go to the bathroom, they're coming with me. I didn't see that over there. Um, there was very little testing. You know, we, we didn't have VADA. We didn't have anything like that when I really? fought Really? No VADA? No, no. no. I'm, I'm in the voluntary year-round tested athlete for VADA. Um, uh, Connor was up until right around my fight. Uh, he actually was dropped from the program in January. But there's going to be a grace period where you're not filling out your paperwork, which probably is going to be at least a month. We fought in December. So I, I'm I'm assuming that he was not drug tested uh, on the voluntary anti-doping program through WCBC and VADA uh, during that time because they don't test that often. It's expensive. So, yeah, there was there wasn't drug testing. And, we, you know, so that's 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 that. I mean, it is what it is. That's wild that there's no VADA, especially at the level, uh, you know, that they're at. Like, he's a huge name. It's expensive. VADA is expensive. A very very expensive uh thing to to pay for for a training camp especially if you do it um you know uh, randomly so i was tested for many uh ruslan pravonikov random uh that was vada i was tested for manny pacquiao i believe that was random as well i believe that was also vada it might have been wada or usada but then uh, amir khan was usada what's the difference uh, between them because i know a lot of, they all sound the same and fans are confused what's the strictest one what's the one that's kind of a joke what's the one that's most used um vada is probably what you see most <clears throat> usada is what the olympics usually uses um yeah the only difference i really noticed was um some some were stricter than others in terms of the time frame you had in order to get tested um you know they would contact you you're, so so the way this this works if you're in training camp and you're doing random drug testing you give them your schedule where mm -hmm. you're going to be at all times during the day for the next six to eight weeks or to ten weeks or however long it is they can show up at any time and they can test you. I had Usada come to my my door at six a.m. on Monday morning, two weeks in a row, knocking on my door asking for blood and urine. For for what fight? Amir Khan. And um, but did you both agree to like like Khan agreed to it too? Like why'd you go with Usada over Vada for the Khan fight? I didn't pick anything. They just told me who was going to be drug testing, and I don't. I have no worries because I know no worries, I'm, clean, right. I'm a clean athlete. I don't. I don't care. You can test me every, every, you know, all the time. It's annoying. It's very annoying to have these people knock on your door and tell you they need to get out of the pool when you're doing your workouts or they're in the gym. You got to get blood when you just sparred. But it, you know, listen, I'd rather a clean sport and be uh, inconvenienced during training than 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 not. Right. And then when you took the fight with with Ben, like you were fine with with that no drug testing or anything you like i don't know how to look at it like i know you bank said like i still want to go on with the fight and i'm happy with it but i know like like you said your first instinct is i just want to fight i want to knock him out i want to prove that i'm better i'll do 10 more push-ups etc i think Eubank bank uh, feels the same way also he wants to get paid this is a huge payday for him but in a way it's kind of like condoning it backhandedly it's like it's not up to them obviously to, to make that decision of course they're going to want to fight but it's like almost like you're condoning. You're condoning the behavior. There's no penalty for Ben. Uh, they're still gonna fight anyway. Like I, I honestly, it, it doesn't sit right with me. But I certainly understand the B side fighter or whatever other other fighter being like, no, it's cool. I'll still fight because that's what Ubank's saying. Eubank's well, there's there, there's absolutely gonna be a penalty to Ben, whether it, financially, I'm sure there's gonna be something. But also, dude, you got an asterisk since your name for your entire career now. That is never not gonna be in question. Every victory that you've had prior to that is going to be in question. Everyone is going to have that in their mind. That asterisk is real. And real boxing fans will, will not forget that. And depending on how his career goes, maybe no one will forget that. You know, this, this, this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. And the timing is terrible for Ben. Oh, yeah, time, timing is awful. The fight week. And, and it's not like, even that, uh... just for his career. This is, this is, this is a nightmare well what did you really think of him like this fight was made because uh, of a lot of different reasons made because of their parent uh their their fathers fought uh it was made because of that it was also made because uh, neither guy um had any real title hopes or path to a title right away uh right. whether it's eubank who has been a 160 pounds for a while now hasn't sniffed fighting a top level or a champion uh, in, in his young career, Connor Ben, they're hyping him up to be that guy. Hype it all, oh, beat Thurman, he'll beat Boots, this, that, and the other. And then I hear from other people behind uh, closed doors that they don't think much of him at all. He's clearly uh, has a, a huge last name and, and could punch, but he's not world class level. So this fight was contrived uh, out of like thin air because 
of the legacy and it obviously it, it, it sold. So I, I don't know if he, if Ben honestly even cares about that type of stuff. He just wants to get that big payday. Just like every fighter wants to too. Not everyone's like you, Chris, where they think about legacy and they want to do it clean and, you know, they have pride and, and all the you know great attributes that, that you have. That's also something to consider too. Cause you know, a lot of fans out there just don't know who's clean and, and who's not, but when there's a drug test attached to it, it, it sticks with you for the rest of your career. 100%. Yeah, I mean, initially, you know, my mind has obviously changed about this whole this whole thing this morning when I got that first text this morning, the first thing when I woke up. You know, initially, I didn't like the idea of, of Conor Ben, a welterweight, moving up to weight classes to fight a guy who's a big middleweight, um, you know, who's got more experience. I'm like, ooh, why would you do that right now? Then I thought about what you said, the landscape of the sport at 147. He was not going to get those fights. Unless he wanted to be a super low B-side to go fight Jerron Ennis, who is not known on the world scale just yet I, I believe he will be or Virgil Ortiz um you know he's not getting the Keith Thurman he's not getting the Adrian Broner the guy that he's been hounding for a while he's not going to get Spence or Crawford he's not there yet so like you said the aspirations for him in terms of the weight class and title at welterweight just weren't there what does he do I'm going to jump two weight classes and make a legacy fight with my my father's former rival I thought that was pretty badass like, yeah this, kid's got some balls. this isn't this is a big move um he's going for it I like that stuff. I like guys who take risks. I've always been a guy who took risks. You know, I moved up to fight people a ton of times. I fought the best around. I get it. You're not protecting your O. Cool. I like that. But now, it's I got a bad taste in my mouth, and I don't like any of this. Yeah, you fought him last. That was your last fight. Obviously, mm -hmm. it didn't go your way. Um, now, how do you feel that, oh, maybe my last – if you don't step into the ring, my last fight – was not on even playing field. I lost to a guy that was juiced out of his mind. Uh, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel like I can't, I can't stop now. I can't, you know, I, I just, you know, there were questions about it, you know, whether I was going to get a fight again. And now it's like, I can't go out against a cheater, you know? So I don't know, man, there's a lot of emotions today and you guys are getting a very raw aspect from me, a very raw perspective for me right now. So um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, this, this, it burns, you know, and, and, um, you know, I, it, it sucks that this is part of the sport. Uh, it sucks that, you know, I'm, I'm tasting it firsthand, but you know, it is, it is, it is what it is. Cause it's definitely not what it's not. Is this the first guy for sure that you fought that, you know, that will fail a drug test? Um, in boxing. Yeah. But there's been plenty of guys that I've suspected, win, you know, win, lose, or draw. Um, is I mean, one I of if, them uh, I, former I think if you, senator of the Philippines? I think if you look at my career, I think it's pretty obvious who's <laughs> who in general. And I'm not, I'm not calling out anything you just said, but in general, if you look at my career, um, there's been a number, of, a number of my opponents who have been uh, on on that questionable list. Jeez, man, that is crazy. I'm trying to put myself in, in your shoes right now. It's a hard thing to do anytime because <laughs> uh, I'm not a professional fighter and you guys are, are wild people. But to like sign on a dotted line for a fight, like suspecting that the other guy is on steroids, performance enhancing drugs, that's wild to me. That is nuts. I mean, it's, it's sadly, it's like, like it's something you have to like kind of come to grips with in, in order to get these fights. But that's crazy to me that you, you would do that. You would sign that dotted line knowing that you're facing a guy that's enhanced. Yeah. Well, you know what, at the end of the day, skills pay the bills. So, you know, there, there are ways to beat guys, you know, that might be faster or stronger or whatever. You got to be smarter. Um, but you know, listen, it matters. It matters. This is a big deal. What really pisses me off is I'm the oldest guy. I'm one of the oldest guys in the division. I'm 38 years old, and these guys are 24, 25. You need testosterone? You're at the peak of your, your human physiological testosterone, and you're putting stuff in your body on top of that? You're now at super physiological levels fighting a guy who's 38 years old? That's, this is the way that you feel in order to beat me? It's just that, dude, that 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 haunts me. It's like, really, that's, that's, that's the mindset that you have. Okay. Well, if it means anything to you, it's like you did it the right way. Like like you said, like, you know, you went through it. Oh, I'm a clean fighter. I take great pride in being a clean fighter. I don't care about tests. Test me now. Test me in the middle of the night. I think there's something to that. I think there's it's in any sport, too. Baseball, too. Like what's going on with, with Aaron Judge breaking the AL home run record. Um, you know, it's a big debate. 
on is this the real record because obviously you know if you take a look at baseball it's like you know 70 plus years where where there's only been three guys that hit more than 60 home runs or 60 home runs or more babe ruth uh roger maris and aaron judge and then you have to add in all the guys that are, that are on steroids i mean like the bonds is the uh you know mcguire's mcguire's yeah sosa i mean sosa. I mean, those guys clearly were on steroids because just look at it. Those it's almost like a blip, like an aberration compared to the the, the rest of the uh, the guys out there. I don't know where I was going with this. I lost my train of thought, but yeah, one one thing you can be prideful about is that you did it the right way. Won a world title, uh, made a lot of uh, money, fought a lot of big names, and you were clean. I, I don't think a lot of guys could say that. Even Canelo Alvarez, uh, whether he was exonerated from that. It's always going to be, you know, that's swirling around. That's the one thing that, you know, the one bad piece of press or the one negative strike against Canelo is the Clint Bruderall. Uh, You know, he came up with the tainted beef. So it, it, it follows a lot of fighters. Like some fighters, for some reason, it, it get a pass. Uh, Like Roy Jones. We love Roy Jones. I love Roy. But, you know, failed drug test. <laughs> like it happens a lot in boxing. And it's like, oh, if you're a good guy, we are willing to look past it. If you're a bad guy. Um, uh, like uh, who's the uh, Pavekin or someone? Uh, you know, I don't actually a bad guy, but it it, it kind of like follows you in, in your career, and we'll see what happens with Ben. I I don't know, uh, the U.S. fans where they stand with him. You know, maybe they look at him as a hype job. Maybe they look at him as just the, the son of a of a legend. I don't know what the U.K. fans feel about him, but this is definitely you know in the not gonna help the public eye. Uh, yeah, I know because now like the people that uh the same people that were pumped for this fight. Uh, that I pulled, uh, you know, before this test are now like, I want to see him get his ass kicked. I want to see Eubank destroy him. I know. Do we, should we even try to talk about like what we think the fight's going to play out or like how heavy is this going to be on, on Ben? Because we saw it with Valdez when Valdez failed the, the drug test last year uh, before that fight with Conceição, he was clearly rattled by it. Uh, clearly was reading the headlines. Uh, it affected his performance. So this fight does go through. You got to figure that Eubank has all the advantages now because Ben, you would think, is uh, you know fighting with a clouded mind. Well, that's what I said. If I was Eubank, I would definitely want to fight him because he's got to deal with all this this whirlwind going into the fight. But honestly, at the end of the day, the result doesn't matter. It is tainted, no matter what. It is tainted, no matter what. If if Ben goes out there and wins, asterisk. It's like, well, you know, you, you literally failed the drug test for this fight. If Eubank goes out there and wins, which for all intents and purposes, he probably should have from the big from the from the get-go anyway, you know, there's gonna be that thought of a victory for that, you know, for for the good guys, quote unquote. Um, but the legacy of their fathers, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. This is not build, this was built to be that, and it's not that. So, you know, even discussing, you know, what's gonna happen or what could happen, yeah, there's just there's too many question marks. And, and honestly, it doesn't matter. Th right. This is this has been washed of its meaning. Right, we had all this stuff built out. We were gonna. Um, I was know. psyched about this fight. I, you know, a lot of my friend, a lot of my, a lot of people around me were too. And you know, we we've talked about this, but it, it's now. Nah, I'm not. I wanted. To, I was psyched for the actual fight. I was psyched for. I love catch weights. Um, when they make sense, I love the scenes. I wanted to see what the what the you know O two was gonna look like, and I was expected to be jumping. But also, like this fight doesn't like all fights mean something. I don't want to discredit like everyone who steps in, in, into the ring, but there was no like title on the line. There yeah, but those no... are the, those are sometimes the best fights. No, I know. I know. But I'm, what I mean, it, it's yeah. I'm not going to go through with that. Yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But that was what some people said too, is like, you know, I, I, before this happened, I'm not excited about it because it doesn't really like mean anything for the, whatever division it doesn't mean anything for the 147. It doesn't mean anything uh, for, for 160. It's just a good old fashioned grudge match. And it's a good fight. Good it's a good fight. fight that could that could that could potentially be a good trilogy. That could potentially be a good you know rematch at least, or you know, or just a good fight in general. But I mean, it, it, we're we're getting away from just good fights. We talk we spoke about this with the heavyweights recently. It's like yeah, we just got good fights you know on on tap. These guys fighting each other is a good thing. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna even like try to go through like I don't know if you if you want to like I'm looking at boxing scene article quote it's difficult situation for the board which is the BBOC. Because the board do not acknowledge VADA testing. So there is like loopholes here. And I'm sure that Eddie Hearn and his team of lawyers, like there is precedent for it to move forward. Like it, it, I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is. They only acknowledge uh, UCAT. Is that how you say it? They only acknowledge UCAT for which Connor has had multiple tests for this fight, all of which have been negative. 
There's a lot to digest and go through. And right now, the legal teams are speaking to the board. They've not. They have to be comfortable as well as sanction the fight. We'll see how it unfolds. And I think it's, have, I think a fight's going to happen. Honestly. So do I. There's too much money. They'll find some other Fugazi commission to sanction it. It's been done before. Um, you know, Eubank's dad has been told you to boycott this fight earlier in the week because he didn't feel comfortable with his son going down to 157. He feels like that's how you get in trouble. I'd like to hear his thoughts right now. They probably have him in a room with the, with the door locked so he can't do any interviews. To get to <laughs> if, if I'm Eubank, I'm not even trying to make weight. <laughs> I'm stepping on this well, scale. That's like, thing too. Let's go. They, that's what they said, let's how about we just get rid of that rehydration clause if they yeah. really want to make things interesting here. But th- like I said, like it's dangerous. That's like George uh, Frank Warren, who I believe promotes Eubank. Uh, could be wrong. I can't keep track. But he said this fight should not go on because think about like if Eubank got hurt God from forbid, yeah. Ben, like, uh, you know, gets knocked out and, and gets hurt. How, this looks horrible. This is a oh, yeah. terrible thing. Guy gets knocked out by a guy who failed of peds like yeah. we the boxing has enough shitty headlines and enough uh bad stigma around it you don't need that especially the severity of this fight and the stature of this fight i should say yeah i mean it would it would it would put boxing uh, uh in the world's eye it is already and like that would be uh disastrous for the sport and that's why i said earlier about about you know guys using peds and and this this kind of stuff going on it's not just about the individuals. This hurts our sport in general. I mean, it's this is about competition and it's about, you know, it, it's supposed to be fair, you know, and that's that's why we do this. We do this because we want fair sport and we want to see who the best of the best is based on performance and, and merit and 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 skill and discipline. But, you know, uh, things get get convoluted with with this kind of stuff. And it just it just it blurs it blurs uh, what, what the ultimate vision of the sport's all about. Ronnie, what do you got to say about all this? We know, like, you're a big baseball fan, so am I. Like, steroids in, in baseball is something that really you, have, as a fan, didn't really have to deal with. It's like a little bit uh, bef- before your time. But what do you yeah. make of, of all of all this stuff? It, it's definitely a lot to digest, but I feel like uh, you're a resident casual, so I, I, w- I would want to hear your thoughts on it. It's definitely tough. It sucks for Chris and just everyone that, you know, is doing it the right way. And it just ruins the integrity of you know combat sports should be an even playing field and sports in general so it does suck um i don't know if you guys saw this quote from ben he said he had a ringworm or something i don't know um that was it was that uh, someone wasn't that someone else with the was that that tatis Tatis. fernando tatis Tatis, chris in the major league baseball biggest star in the sport said he had ringworm and he used it uh he put a topical cream on his head yeah, Tatis was my favorite. Well, is was you know my favorite player. So it's tough to see him now. His entire career is going to be kind of tainted because of that. So I imagine the same thing going on over here. Wait, wait, you saw Ben said something about ringworm? It was a joke. It didn't oh. fly. Oh, no. <laughs> I was trying to tie in Tatis's ringworm. Right, comment. I got you. Because no, I was like, wait yeah. a second, I've heard that one before. I've heard tainted no. meat. I've heard. Yeah, you know, I'm not just... sure how a, an estrogen modulator is going to help with testosterone. But well, that's what I want to ask, Chris. Work. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, um, you know, uh, Carl Frampton has come out and very outspoken, and um, he just straight up said this fight should not happen. There's no should be no gray. Boxing does itself no favors, says Frampton. There should be no gray areas. If you fail a test, you're banned, and in my opinion, you should be banned uh, for life. He also went on to say, "I knew every single thing I put into my body." Uh, going back to my amateur days of what I can and can't take. I wouldn't take a multivitamin unless Vada approved. I refuse topical uh, ointment as it had steroids in it. Deterrents need to be stronger. So we hear this all the time from athletes. It's like, oh, I, I, I didn't know. Um, sorry uh, if I offended anyone. I didn't know what put it, I was putting in my body. You're a, a high-level athlete, Chris. You know everything you're putting in your body, right? So we can put an end to that whole ridiculous rumors. I mean, not yeah. rumors, or excuses. Excuse me. Listen. Listen, I went to school for this stuff. Like, I, I understand what I'm putting in my body, but, I, you know, I understand that I'm I'm an outlier rather than the norm. But listen, you have a team of people around you. You have a nutritionist. You have a strength conditioning coach. You have coaches. You have people that, that, that depend on you fighting and being prepared and not being caught taking the wrong things. So they should all care about this. Whether you understand what you're putting in your body or not, you need to be able to delegate that to people who do. And you need to be asking questions. You need to understand what you're putting in your body. At the end of the day, 
all that matters is what goes in my body because my body is the machine is going to be the tool that's going to compete. doesn't matter who told you to take what. You're going out there. You're fighting another person. You have their life in your hands. You have your life in your hands. There, there is no question. There is no, I don't know. None of that. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, trying to like go through Twitter, see if anything has changed. Eddie Hearn says, long day. Always ready for tomorrow brings. Cool. <laughs> like, don't mess up the, the money. Don't mess up my money. Um, we need this fight to go through. The, the, the promoters don't care. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, they just don't care. I mean, they don't care because boxing fans love the sport so much. There's only X amount of fights that can happen. Box fans are still going to come back because it's not like, oh, I can go to over here. I can I can wait for the next, uh, you know, game or it, it's just like if you're a boxing fan, you almost are like whatever they put in front of you. That's what, what you watch because Bro, you, ever, you ever seen a boxing promoters contract? No, they are horrible. They are so have. one sided. They are absolutely horrible they, they should be illegal but there's so few laws that actually protect fighters it's wildly in, it's insane it's insane the promoters have had the upper hand in all these situations they don't care we are racehorses pump us up with more juice let us let, let them let them kill it they don't care make us more money make the fights better make them more exciting let them all do they don't care at all it's disgusting yeah i know i hate talking about this stuff i it's very important but it's like the ugly side of the sport um but when it comes out, you know, this is one of the bigger names that has, you know, tested positive on a fight week. Um, on a big, on a big fight. Big fight week. The timing's awful. Um, just sucks. It's another, you know, shitty headline for boxing fans. You know, after uh, Spence Crawford looks like it's not happening, and definitely not happening November nineteenth. Uh, Fury, Joshua, done. It's just like, it sucks sometimes to be a boxing fan. Like I always. I'm the positive uh, guy in the, in the media. And I know a lot of fans like that. Uh, but you know, sometimes when I see these headlines, I just look at my phone and just, I just shut, shut it off. <laughs> I just, you know, close it. And I open Twitter and I see them like, oh, I, I just kind of want to stick my head in the sand. I know a lot of uh, fans do the same. They're just like, Oh, everyone's, everyone's doing juice. But so I hope uh, that, you know, this conversation that we've just had kind of opens up your eyes a little more. And uh, is there anything else you want to touch on for this topic? Um, I know it means a lot. Yeah, I mean, just in general, I've, I've been sick about this all day. Um, but I, I got a quote that I want to read word for word, so I'm looking it up, that speaks to uh, what boxing is all about. It's like being in love with a woman. She can be unfaithful, unfaithful, she can be mean, she can be cruel. But it doesn't matter. If you love her, you want her, even though she can do you all kinds of harm. It's the same with me in boxing. It can do me all kinds of harm, but I love it. Floyd Patterson said that. And it's true. I mean, we go through these moments and these things and it's just like, how am I still a fan of this, this shit? But you know, where else are we going to go? Like we, we, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't choose this game. It just, it, it is what it is. It's part of us, but things like this really, really, um, really kick you, kick you in the pants. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. It's, not Amen, the first, it's not the first. It won't be the last. All right, Ron, are you sure you want to be a fan of the sport? <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, as long as I'm with you guys, sure. Yeah. No, there's, there is good things going on. There are like, Chris, you're the reason I brought you onto the show. And the reason why I thought we're a good fit is because we like, love it. Like we look, we find the good, like down to like the, you know, you're a passionate, uh, boxing fan to begin with. You did the sport, right. Your, your whole career. You can, you know, sit there and say for fact, you know, I was a clean fighter and I did it the right way. Uh, there is good going on in, in the sport, but you know, for this stuff, it's just like, ugh. It's just like this sucks, and you just want to find, you know, the the good in it. But uh, there's a lot of good in this sport. It, 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 I truly believe it's still the best sport in the world. Um, it's the best sport, and it's the worst business. And you know, oh. I've been saying that for years. 100%. Best sport, worst business. That's that's what this sport is. Um, you know, you you'll get the highest highs and the lowest lows, and that's just that's just what we signed up for. Yeah, when it's done right, and like the best fights are made, the best fight, the best, and like promotion wise, and you go to the fight and you're in the arena and the ring walks and you know the theatrics of it and then a good fight a close contested battle maybe a knockout maybe a decision that you can sit there and debate for the next forever i mean mm -hmm. that's the beauty of the sport and like i always say the same thing too like when it's done right it's the best sport in the world and if if they all fought the best fought the best consistently it would be right at the top of every sport because there's so much good talent uh now but unfortunately you know we have to talk about things like peds and 
I hope fans, you know, got a little bit of insight from Chris and understand like how rampant it is, understand how easy it is to to get around it, uh, how so many loopholes, um, you know, the fact that fighters almost have to pay out of their own pocket or the promoters have to pay out of their own pocket uh, for these organizations to come in and do drug testing. A lot going on. A lot of more has to be done. A lot of deterrence. No one's ever going to get banned for life, too. Like, I know, Fran, like, obviously, I've talked to a fighter like Mick Conlon. He's told me the same to Fimo. Like, it's never, no one's ever going to get banned because it's the Wild no. West. There's always a back way in, there's a back channel, there's a back this, that, and the other. They're looking at damn commissions, these crazy <laughs> commissions to come in and sanction this. What commission well, would sanction this? You know what really sucks is that, you know, from a sports science standpoint, because that, you know, that's, that's my background and I've studied this stuff and physiologically, what happens when you take, you know, these androgens and these this, like, testosterone and things like that, you know, some of the structures that change in your body don't go back. So yeah, if you should probably be banned for life, you, you've got a competitive advantage. Um, you know, the, the, the cells and the tissues that you create while taking these anabolics and becoming super physiological, they don't go away. You're, you have an advantage no matter what. It won't be as much as when you're literally using it as you're going, but it doesn't matter. You know, the changes, the physical changes have, have been made. Um, and that's one of the, one of the arguments for why, if you do get caught, you should be banned for life. Yeah, you should, because it's, it's a very serious thing. Like you can hurt someone, you can kill someone, you kill someone. People die in our, in our rings all the time. Right. We haven't, I don't think we've ever seen that where a fighter, obviously, I mean, this go through with this, who knows? I mean, it's a very dangerous precedent. I don't know. We don't know if it's fight's going to happen or not. If it does happen, you know, it's because of money. If it doesn't happen, then someone finally, you know, came to, uh, to make the, the right decision. Changes how I feel about the fight. Um, I think it's the change how a lot of people feel about the fight too. Uh, whatever. Uh, let's move on. Oh man! All right, so let's talk about our top five. Are you ready, Chris, for your top five? Uh, what are we doing today? Top five. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish we had like a funnier one. Like last week's was awesome. Um, top five nicknames. Nicknames, yeah. Nicknames are good. That one, like people are still. You know, giving us uh, some on, on Twitter and giving their entries. Uh, I don't know if you saw which this. was great. Every people people gave came in with some really really good ones. The best one by far. Did you see someone? Uh, some guy put. Uh, I sent it to you. The is the, uh, the Roy Jones one. The black Roy Jones. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was already black. <laughs> right. <laughs> there were a lot of good entries, and I knew that this was going to happen. I knew, like, I was hoping for this. That you know, there's a lot of funny Twitter followers out there. Funny boxing fans that follow uh, the both of us. We got some really smart boxing fans out there. They're very, very clever. But also, we have a lot of like, like real dummies. <laughs> that too, but like these hipster fans that like, you know, the guy in the '80s who had like ridiculous name. Like, you know, I get, I got to pull it up. But like, I knew we were leaving out some like these like obscure, crazy ones. Yeah, I think we nailed it. We were going that. more mainstream guys, but we we nailed some really good ones. Yeah, the Hispanic causing panic. Yeah, dude, I I could have came up with twenty. That was that was a fun one. That was a really this, this good one, one not so fun. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> and also good. very debatable. But it's, it's very debatable. That's why we embrace debate over here. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. I went around the John Boy Media office and I uh, asked everyone what their walkout song would be. It's over on Ooh, John Boy John Boy Boxing one. Instagram page. Ronnie, what was yours? Uh, too sexy. I'm too sexy. <laughs> I'm too sexy for my shirt. So he walks out oh, with the shirt. Walks mm -hmm. out with the shirt. Ring Gotta walk. take it off. Have you ever watched that video, Ronnie? I know it's way before your time, but I would, I would probably, I would watch that video. I'm kind of afraid now that you're mentioning you, it. You but should I'll, be. I'll, okay, I will. I'll a lot give it of German, German S and M stuff, but yeah. Right up your alley, Ronnie. You always talk oh, about yeah. German S and M in the office. Oh yeah, right on brand for me. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, it's good. <laughs> there were some good entries in in there. Uh, so that was uh, something we saw at the office. Follow us on Instagram, John Boy underscore Boxing. Uh, we're going to be posting a lot more there. And then YouTube, we're closing in on 5,000 subscribers on the John Boy Boxing Ooh. YouTube page. We're going to give away something really cool for the uh, 5,000 subscriber. So let's bump those numbers up. All right, let's go to our list. Uh, top five weight classes today. Um, this was tough for me. I think I, I, there's so many good weight classes now. I think my, the, yeah, right now, especially with the advent of more streaming services, we're getting to see more of these lower weights, uh, you know, Superfly, Red Hot. Uh, so I'll just get right into it. I'll, I'll give you my uh, top five. Um, I'm going with number five. I'm going uh, 140 pounds. Uh, super super lightweight. lightweight. Uh, your division, Chris. Um, mm -hmm. Extremely deep. Talent, yeah. very evenly distributed. You got Josh Taylor, 
uh, who uh, was the undisputed champs, uh, still hasn't lost, whether you thought he lost to Catterall, whatever. Uh, he is probably the class of the division. You got Regis Progray versus Zepeda, who are fighting November 26th, I think, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. You got Jose Ramirez, Jack Catterall uh, at the top. Then you got guys like Subriel Matias. You got Ar- Arnold Barboza. Uh, Gary Antoine Russell, Tifimo Lopez, uh, Ryan Garcia eventually is going to be at 140. Devin Haney eventually going to be at 140. Loaded division. I, I like it because it's very evenly distributed. Like one through 10 is solid. Uh, you can make a case for a super, uh, super, guy like Subaru Matias beating you know, any of those guys because he is a, a dynamo. Uh, but that's what I have number five, 140. Number four, heavyweight. Um, Wait, do I have four? Yeah, four heavyweight. Uh, obviously Fury, Usyk, Joshua Wilder, Joyce, uh, top guys. Then you got Ruiz, Jared Anderson coming up, uh, Jalalov, who no one wants to fight. Um, I see a lot of people talking about this. A case can be made that this is the third best heavyweight era of all time, <laughs> behind the seventies and the nineties. Okay. Uh, and I think we're right in the middle of it, uh, especially if these guys all decide to fight each other. Like we've seen Fury and Usyk. Oh no, we have not seen that. We've seen Joshua and Usyk. We've seen Fury and Wilder. Uh, if they all fight each other, there's still a couple more years, then this is going to be remembered as a really good uh, era for heavyweight boxing. And I think it's one of the, it's the fourth best division in boxing right now. Number three, super flyweight. I have it here out of respect. Um, but a lot of the guys are getting older and getting knocked off by Bam Rodriguez. Uh, Bam Rodriguez <laughs> is like single-handedly. Just, He's the like, reason it's at three. <laughs> yeah. He's a, like maybe like two years ago before Bam burst onto the scene, this was probably number one or two. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Rungvisai, uh, lost, um, Quadras lost. Uh, not that that should be a deterrent. I mean, if you fight, especially those lighter weights, those guys, they, they lose, they beat each other. Right. I, I consider Roman Gonzalez the class of 115 still. Um, uh, Bam Rodriguez, Juan Francisco Estrada, uh, Roman Gonzalez and Estrada are fighting December 3rd. And the way the schedule is looking, this could be like the only big fight to look forward to. I do think something else will pop up. Guys like Ioka, uh, great division, uh, very evenly distributed too, creates the best fights. All right. One and two and one, I, I had to, I'm going back and forth on, and I'm going to make an executive decision right now. I'll go to uh, lightweight. Um, probably the best collection of talent of any division. Haney, Javante Davis, Lomachenko, Shakur Stevenson are all in the 135-pound division. That's insane. You got Isak Cruz, contender. Jojo Diaz is fighting William Cepeda. Uh, they're in the top 10. In, in my opinion, they're fighting at the end of the month. Uh, Frank Martin, uh, Michelle Rivera, loaded division. Lightweight You know, has been the division for a, a long time now. T. Female just left. Uh, I might have been counting Ryan Garcia in here because he's kind of floating between 135 and 140. Huge amount of talent in this. Will they fight? Who knows? Uh, I think Haney will end up fighting Lomachenko next. Uh, Shakur is in that mix too. Uh, Tank, I think, fighting Ryan Garcia. <laughs> I think as we speak, they're still flirting on, on Instagram, posting pictures of each other. That's number two. Number one, drum roll with my Ridge wallet. On my marble, fake marble kitchen. Walter Waite, obviously. Two of the top five pound for pound in this division. Um, Crawford and Spence. If you have two of the top five pound for pound, it's got to be one of the better divisions. Then you got Thurman, Ennis, Virgil Ortiz, Ugas, Stanionis. Um, I feel like the two guys at the top are holding up this division, but it's very deep. Uh, oh, you need you get the two, you yeah, get the two, two of the pound, pound best in the world. It's the glamour division, always has been in boxing. It's welterweight, middleweight, heavyweight. If we're doing a bottom five of boxing right now, well, uh, what has happened to middleweight? That division yeah. is a train wreck, yeah. uh, it's a mess. And luckily, we're, we're, everybody's we're, running out of it too. Like, everyone's, everyone's <laughs> bizarre, running away from, bizarre, right here in my kitchen is one of the best middleweights ever. Marvin Hagler, the vision that division was awesome for a long time, right up to always. Hopkins and Roy Jones, Triple G, Canelo. You know, back to like the 40s and 50s with yeah. Sugar Ray Robinson and all those guys. I mean, forget it. And now it's it's a mess. But those are my top five. Uh, what's yours, Chris? Jeez, I, I got to like show you because they're so wild. It's so wildly close. It, it doesn't even seem like it's going to be. Yeah. It feels like I'm, I'm like I'm like copying you. Um, So I'm going to go with um honorable mention first. My number oh, six. you love the honorable mention. I you're love big, honorable mention. You're a big honorable mention guy. Light heavyweight. Oh, I like that. Light heavyweight. We got Zuto Ramirez. We got Better BF. We got um, uh, uh, Bivol. We yep. got 
John Joe Smith. <laughs> you know, like Joe Smith is a fun guy to watch fight, man. Cal he, Smith. He, he can go in with any of those guys. Cal Smith, another really, a really excellent fighter who's 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 now a recent addition. Um, so I've got that as as my uh honorable mention. So I've got it swip, I've got it swapped with you. I got heavyweight as number five. Mm-hmm. I think they lost a little bit of luster because of the losses of Joshua. He's lost three of his last, what, four, five, something like that. Yeah, three of his last five, which I think a year ago, maybe before he lost to Usyk the first time, it Mm -hmm. probably would have been higher on the list. But I don't know. I've always thought Joshua was awesome, and it's great for the heavyweight division. So, And also Tyson's been so dominant, and uh, we just need more of those guys fighting each other. So I got them at number five. I got super lightweight at number four. I know you had them at number five and heavyweight mm-hmm. at number four. Um, and a couple guys that you did not mention just outside the top 10, you got Jose Pedraza and Richard Comey, who just fought uh, a very close tight draw a couple weeks ago. And when you got guys that are that good, former world champions, just outside the top 10, yeah. your division is deep. Number three, Superfly, I agreed with you. Um, like you said, maybe a couple years ago, it would have been a little bit different, but right now some of these older guys are are, are fodder for, for BAM, but it is what it is. Number two, I agree with you. It's the lightweights. And the only reason they're not the best of the best is because they're not fighting each other. Maybe when they do in six months to a year from now, they could be take the, the, the top rung. But then I got number one as well to wait because when you have two of the guys who literally the winner is probably going to be the power crown best fighter in the world, it's very difficult to not have that as your, your top weight class of the day. Good list, man. I noticed you didn't have Bridger weight on there. What's up with that? Which, which weight was that? Bridger weight. Bridger weight, which <laughs> Brian, you know about Bridger weight? I'm more of a straw weight guy. <laughs> You're mm. Adam weight guy. Yeah. No, what Bridger... is Bridger weight? What What is Bridger that? weight? You really don't know, Chris? No. Wow. Um, I, I think it's it's the division from two like WBC is the only one that has it. It's supposed to be from 200 to 225. Get the out of here! So it's like it's like not super heavyweight, like light heavy. No, there is a light heavy. That's, it's that's another like way. It's another way for the WBC to charge 3% of your, yeah, yeah. it's a, I mean, in theory, I kind of get it. Like guys like Oscar Rivas, I think he's like technically the first bridge weight champion. If you're a guy like Wilder, if Wilder was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm a bridge weight. I'm going to, he's 215, and he just runs the course. David knows no one in it. Um, It's a joke. It's definitely a, a joke, but that that's that is a division in in boxing. Is, is stupid. Get 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 that out of here. When I interviewed Tyson last year, I asked him about it, and his face was absolutely hilarious. He's like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Fury or, or Mike?" Mike. Yeah. yeah I I'm said sure. I said Bridgerweight. Have you heard about that? He's like, "What? What is it? Tell me." I told him, and he's like, "No, no, no." He's like, "A small heavyweight can beat a big heavyweight." Look, he did yeah, it his well- whole career. Yeah, a puncher is a puncher, you know, in those weight classes, once you get to a certain size, I mean, power is power, power, there's pretty much no end to it. But like chins, there is an end, you know, you don't get you don't get your chins don't get that much better. That's why there's so many knockouts at heavyweight. Yeah, guys, um, like Fury's huge. He's like 270. So that would be like super heavyweight. I guess. Yeah, it's a super heavyweight. But then then it, it washes out the idea of a heavyweight champion in the world. So no. Get that out of here. And your boy Jarrell Miller would be super duper heavyweight. Super duper <laughs> massive yeah. Uber 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 weight. He's Uberweight. 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 Uber All right. Um Fedora's fighting this weekend. He was on the show last weekend. Uh, last week. He talked about I like wanted, that kid. Speaking of heavyweight, he talked about wanting to go up to heavyweight. That's awesome. Good for him. I mean, uh, listen, I, we I, I he could. He's got the he's got the 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 length and the range and the and the, the structure for it. He I got I asked him, I was like, hey, would you ever, every fighter has a dream. Would you ever, like, th- think about going heavyweight since you're six seven? And I thought he was going to be like, no, 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 I'm focused on, he's like, yes, I want to be a heavyweight. I want the attention. I want the money that comes along with it. I mean, he's only 24. Hook, hook uh, us up for that, because I love helping guys gain weight. I, I'm, I'm tired of make, helping guys make weight. I like helping guys gain weight. That's a lot, well, that's that's a lot more he, fun. As a nutritionist, that's way more fun. Well, that's what he said. He said he lives in the Coachella Valley. His, this is so cool. His dad... They have a huge backyard in the Coachella Valley. His dad built them a ring in the backyard. Not on t- I mean, which is awesome. You know, my dad built us a wiffle ball field. I mean, I've, it's amazing. But he took it to the next level, the fun doors. They built Sebastian himself with his brothers and his dad built houses on the premises for the sparring partners. Wow. So he would just beat the piss out of these sparring partners in his backyard. 
and then give them a meal and they go sleep. <laughs> he said something. He, he see guys sneak out in the middle of the night and leave and never, and never come back because he's beating the hell out of them. The whole Fundora family. <laughs> His sister now is fighting on the card uh, next uh, this weekend. It's yeah. Gabriella Fundora. Um, uh, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, it's a good fight. Oh, Campo. Um, he lost to Spence in the first round, and like a lot of yep. people were like, um, "If you lose in the first round, you're, you're written off immediately." I think he's won that's, six that's... straight since then. Um, yeah, I mean that that it's a shame to write a guy off because yeah, listen, you get caught like some punches you just can't recover from, and it's one of those situations. Um, you know, but and the, the the guy might be able to really really fight. We just haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Though he also you go back to the interview last week. You know, he talked about um fighting Lubin and what that you know took the toll it took on the first time ever knocked down in his entire career. Uh, amateurs, but you know he's gonna have to wait a while if he wants to fight for a title because Charlo and Zoo are fighting in January 28th, which is so weird, like hmm. such a long ways away. So he's gonna have to wait a while. Uh, he definitely wants to be champion at 154. I can see him going up to 160 one day. I can see him going as high as he wants, to be honest. But go back to the weight. He said he loses weight all the time. Like, oh, this guy's a weight bully. He he literally walks around at 160 tops. He said because he just sweats all the time. Yeah, I mean, some some people, he's got that frame, he's got that genetic, you know, type that he's just not going to put on weight and put on size. Um, but there are ways around that when it comes to nutrition and certain kinds of training modalities. But yeah, for a guy like that, I'm sure it's probably not that hard to make weight. So Chris Algeria, you're going to get this guy on track and, and I'm get, him get, him, get him to heavyweight? That would be sick. The road to heavyweight. We'll make a, make a documentary about it too. That'd be a lot of fun. Ronnie, have you ever seen the size of this guy? No. It is an optical illusion. And that was a big part of the interview too. Was like, I think people are, I have first tuned into your fights as like, I hate to use this term, like a, almost like a freak show. Freak. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. It's like a circus thing. Like, Oh my God, he's six, seven, one fifty four. Yeah. You're like, Oh, this guy can't have power. And then he's strong too. And he hits hard. He, the kid can really fight. He, the pictures of him in the ring with his like opponents, it looks like it's Photoshop. He's so much bigger. His and, arms look like legs. Yeah. It, it's absolutely nuts. And he has, Game-changing power. He said he wants more power. Um, Who doesn't want more power? What does that mean? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We all? In, in basketball, there's this guy, Victor Weyambanya. I butchered his last name. New prospect in basketball. He's 7'4", seven, four, seven feet, four inches, and he's pulling up from three. He's dribbling like a point guard. Like I saw people, are just getting, people are just getting bigger, man. Look, look at Aaron yeah. Judge. We, we mentioned him earlier. I mean, like That guy's a Judge. giant. Right, and he's Six, doing seven, things two, playing center field. Two eighty, two eighty, two eighty. Guys are getting bigger. Tyson um, Fury, 6'9", You know, two seventy five. You know, Connor like, Ben he's... getting just growing this way. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, well, he's not going to get any taller. He's just going to get. Well, Aluja Bella came out. A couple very... things are shrinking. <laughs> that's that's I know. You I did know. your research, Ronnie. I know you were looking into this. You were asking us prior. Do, do you, does it really shrink? Yeah, shrinks your nuts. Yeah. Oh Make man, I gotta grow. find a new question for the casual corner. Let's go to our casual corner. I don't know where my sunglasses are. Ron, uh, oh man, I don't have mine either. Ronnie's putting the wow. shades on. Wait, I could probably find them. I gotta get. I got. We got to do it. We gotta. We're, we're getting this going. Come on. Both leave. Always gotta Ronnie be Ronnie has to like hold it down. All right. right Ronnie, uh, tell a story. Hurry. All right. So this is my time now that the inmates are running the asylum. Um, as the guys get their thing, I, you know. A little bit about me. I'm uh Dan came up to me in the office. He was like, Hey, you, I need you to help me with this video. And I was like, Yes, sir, anything you need, sir. So, you know, it's kind of against my will. And we're back. What's up, Dan? What were you saying so, about me? <laughs> He's telling a story don't, about you. Were you talking about, mine, about Minecraft or whatever the hell you're playing with no, these kids? We're, we're, we're not talking about Minecraft right now. I'm, a, I'm all everyone was talking about today at the farm was Minecraft. So I don't no, want to talk about I, that here. I don't know what that is, honestly. I've never not wanted is. to be someplace more than what you just said earlier where you were. <laughs> what, that farm? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of miserable. It was pouring, and I we all woke. Well, I was tired yesterday. They had us doing all sorts of videos at the office. You can check it out right now. Um, Like, Chris, you've been there. Like, they don't tell us what time to come into work. It's one of the beauties of, of John Boy Media. It's like you're kind of on your own schedule to be a creator and do your own thing there and make the best content. So – want to come in at 10 you want to come in at 11 you want to come at 4 p.m you want to come at midnight they were like freedom, you got freedom to be creative exactly that's a huge part of being a creator it's a lot of freedom 
But they were like, hey, um, Tuesday, we need you in at 9 a.m., which to me is like really early. Well, not for you, Chris, but to me, it was I, asked, early. I asked you to I have asked you guys to do earlier shows. and You're like, we're eh, kind of a late company. That's not really going to work. That's not what we, what we how we roll around. You might here. be changing that. That might be changing right before our eyes. But yeah, so I had a, a pretty early day yesterday. Then today we're at a, a farm in the pouring rain, which I mean, Ronnie, you know this, like October is the biggest month for our company it's when the playoffs oh, yeah. are. We put all of our creators in the rain, <laughs> freezing rain outside. We're all going to get Dude, sick. And Ronnie's going to be a hosting talking baseball. Next man well, up. Yeah, you guys know that I was employee of the month last month. Yeah, so I'm right, looking yeah. to move up the company ladder pretty Listen. quick. I've already started. On, I mean, you would think I was on the ground floor. No, I did. So I'm going to be really pushing. This might be a very early company soon. Chris, it's very, um, it's very cut then, what's your World Series pick? Who's going to win the World Series this year? Uh, I can we can't talk about that just yet. It's I mean the playoffs starting this weekend. Just say the Yanks. Playoffs start tomorrow. No, Yankees, Friday. Mets, Astros. Talk about cheaters. Well, Astros I'm literally, are cheaters. I'm literally always a Yanks, but that's what I'm talking about. Probably. Like never, never not, never not. Sorry, 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 guys. Even on no. the floor. All right, let's get let's get casual, man. All right, go. Let's go, Ronnie. Casual corner with our boy Ronnie Jerez. Take away. So PED is it right? All right, what's the what's the deal with PEDs? No, um, so right, I, I associate PEDs with just pure strength. It makes you stronger, but obviously, it's performance enhancing in the boxing world. What exactly does ha- doing PEDs help you in the day to day training, Chris? Okay, so PEDs, performance enhancing drugs. So it's any drug that enhances your performance or gives you a competitive edge during a competition. Right? There's a lot right. of different kinds of drugs that you can utilize. So generally when we're talking about PEDs and like even in baseball, we're talking about what's out there. It's like, you've got testosterone, like androgens, which is going to up your testosterone. Testosterone is very important for a number of things. Um, For the most part though, it's not really about getting so much bigger, faster, stronger. It's about recovering from your workouts. So normally you like you train for a workout. If you, if you lift weights, what happens? You're sore. You're tired. Yes. Yeah. You're sore for a day. The second day is usually worse than that, that the day before. Right. Right. Kind of like third day. Peds aren't like that. When you're taking tests and you've gotten exogenous testosterone in your body, it's hours instead of days. So it takes you two days to recover. This will take you a couple hours. So you're able to do another hard workout that day, potentially three workouts in that day. So the training effect based on your recovery ability using the drugs allows you to get better. That's why you can do tests and do drugs leading up to a contest, cycle off of it, pass a drug test, but still have the training effect of the months that you were using, which is what a lot of people don't understand. It's like, oh, he's not on the stuff right now. Yeah, but he's been on the stuff for three months while he was training. The training effect is there. Then you got things like GH, right? Like HDH, human growth hormone, which is literally going to make you help you build build lean tissue. It's going to help your, your actually your bones get more dense. It's going to... Um, uh, actually you help utilize your body's fat for fuel. So your adipose tissue is going to make you leaner. Okay. GH is another one that's really beneficial, especially for fighters. Cause you're going to, you're going to be able to recover right. faster. You're going to, you're going to rebuild tissue. You're going to make your bones harder and you're going to be leaner and you're going to make way better. So it's like, that's another one. Then you got things like uppers and, and um, you know, amphetamines and things like that, or they're basically just going to increase your the thermic effect. Um, that's going to make you burn more calories It's going to make you, mm-hmm. uh, resistant to fatigue. So again, you're getting that training effect. You can train harder. You can train longer. Um, you don't realize that you're getting as tired as you are. Um, trying to think what else are there's there, you know, fat burners, things like that. Things are going to up your, you know, the thermic ability of your, of your, of what you're ingesting and, and your, your up your metabolism. So you can make weight easier. Then there's diuretics. We can help you make weight easier. There's so many different ways that you can slice it. Everyone just thinks of steroids. Oh, I was on steroids. Like, well, Yeah but he's probably on some other things too. Then you got different, you got different classes and different grades of these drugs, you know, like, uh, so, um, I've heard that there's a, there's a very, there's a stack that some fighters and some teams have used Winstrol, which is a very low, Mm. lower grade testosterone androgen upper. That's that actually leaves your system pretty quick has a very short half-life. So it's ability to exit your body is pretty quick. So it's really good when you're tested because you can flush it out pretty quick, but also you're getting that training effect is going to help with muscular endurance. It's going to help you rebuild tissue. It's going to help you recover so you can still train hard. And then you add that with EPO. EPO is great for endurance. 
now you never get tired. Now your muscles don't get tired, your oxygenation, your lungs don't get tired, your cardiovascular system doesn't get tired. You can punch as hard as you punch in round number one as you can in round number 12. That's dangerous. Wow. That's, what, that's something that is really, really dangerous. You got a guy who's on Winstrol. You got a guy who's on EPO. Both are very e well, Winstrol is very easy to get out of your system, so you'll pass the test. EPO is very difficult to test for. It's also very expensive to test for. So then you've got a guy going into the ring who doesn't get tired physically in, in terms of his muscles and muscle endurance doesn't get tired and his cardiovascular system doesn't get tired. Right, Drago. Very, very dangerous man. That is nuts. Chris, let me ask you this. Um, a lot of times in baseball, um, you will see guys towards the end of their career uh, want to extend their career or have a huge contract that they have to live up to, i.e. Alex Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. um, no. Cano has happened so many times and they start, they turn to, they could just like you, I don't want, I, I want to be clean. I want to be clean. And then their performance starts to falter uh, aging. That's in natural things. With that being said, were you ever, this is a safe space. You could tell us, were you ever close or do you ever think about it? Would it ever cross your mind? Like, Oh, I want to get that last big fight, last big payday to do PEDs. No, absolutely not. Never, never even crossed my mind. I mean, shoot, I should, but I mean, jacked. <laughs> I uh, I wish I could. I, I I don't have it in me ethically to do it. I I am I'm such a competitor. You know, I always preach about the champion lifestyle. To me, a champion is not just those. Mm -hmm. To me, a champion is 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 the lifestyle that it, that it comes along with it. It's the discipline. It's it's the sacrifice. It's the putting yourself on the line. It's the way you carry yourself. It's the way you're seen by the people around you. It's being the best version of yourself. I'm not being the best version of myself if I'm using a drug outside of my body. It's just, it's just not the way that I think. I, I, I think that our society really lacks when it comes to ethics and, and morals and things like that. I, I, I didn't come up that way. You know, I came up in the martial arts. I came up in, in a different mindset. I came up with a family that was that, that taught me that you do things right. So for me, you know, it's never, it's never crossed my mind. In summation, you just built different. Yeah. I mean, in, in more ways than one here, here and here. Built different. Either the emoji, the smoke coming out. All right, that's the show this week. Uh, hope you learned something. Um, hope you remain a boxing fan. Um, it's tough as I'm looking at uh, Manny Pacquiao highlights on uh, Twitter for some reason. Um, some of those suspected long time of, of even Floyd. Floyd, you know, said he was on the juice. Paulie Malignaggi was very adamant that Pacquiao was on the juice. Anyway. Pacquiao, I mean, all those guys, Pacquiao, Floyd, you know, Roy Tyson guy, you know, guys that we love, they've all, they've all been in question when it came to this kind of stuff. And, you know, you're talking about hundred million dollar athletes, a lot of them. So yeah. uh, it's like, you know, it, 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 it I, you, you get why it ends up, ends up happening again. You know, my mind, my mindset's different, but I never had a hundred million dollar contract in front of me. So I hear you. money, money talks. It's a, it's a big reason for it, but um, I enjoyed this, this discussion today. Uh, I feel like I learned a lot. I think a lot of fans out there and our listeners and, and more will, will figure out uh, the underworld of PEDs and how how they all work. And uh, there are some good fights this weekend, too, over on Showtime. Really good triple header. Next week, we're going to be just previewing a shit ton of fights. October 15th is one of the wildest days in a long time in the boxing schedule uh, with Haney, Cambosos 2 on regular ESPN, uh, Shields, Marshall during the afternoon, uh, Meyer Bumgarner during the afternoon, uh, Wilder Hellenius at night. We're, there's just so many fights next week. I don't know how we're gonna fit them all into into one podcast, but we'll always. Find we're not going way. to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to split up. <laughs> we have some extra, extra, extra hours next week. We extra, might just, like, extra time. Exactly. Just go straight up fight preview episode, and then maybe go live uh, for a shorter one. We'll, we'll figure it out. But you always know where to find us here at Inside Boxing Live. As always, keep your hands up. Protect yourself at all times. Stay out of the DM. Ding, ding, ding.